Welcome to another episode of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. Uh, different format tonight. We have no Reese. Uh, we were meant to be joined by Tim, but they are unable to join us. So I am joined tonight by Chris, Danny, and Danny. We, we got there in the end, Danny. Bit of delay from the States, my friend. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I always thought Americans were a bit slow. Yeah, just... Danny has some ping issues. Um, right, let's get into exactly what sort of shitstorm happened. Um, <laughs> let's start with the first corner and how Bottas secured his contract for 2022. Chris? You just know that Valtteri yesterday was thinking about Lewis at Silverstone taking out one Red Bull and was like, here, hold my beer, and got both. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get yourself a new contract for next year. <laughs> but it ruined what could have been a good race. Sad for Lando. Not at all upset for Red Bull because the way they behaved afterwards was petty. And Ferrari are just joining in on the winch basket. And it was a calamity, you know. It was going to happen with the last minute switch to the enters. Well, um, I think this kind of a this is, Hamilton gets lucky again, but it also gets a dose of unluck. Um, after the turn four incident, he barely got it. He, he he was missed by Lando. If he would have taken that turn a little slower, Lewis would have been in, caught in that melee as well. Um, fortunately for Lewis, it was Max that was caught up in the melee. Um, there was two I just separate... need to interrupt you there. Sorry, he was lucky. He started first in the grid and couldn't win. He wasn't lucky. <laughs> he was first on the grid of no cars and couldn't win. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we will get to that <laughs> anyway, in a minute. We're, we're, we're just dealing with the turn one incident, Chris. Just you know, we hold fire, there's lots to go through. Right, Danny, <laughs> go on. Well, you saw, you know, Valtteri. Man, it's tough. I, I do think uh, you got to give him a heavy penalty for the next race. I don't think five place grid penalty is enough. Um, ten, maybe, maybe even a ban. I'm serious. Like that's how crazy it is. Maybe a ban. Yeah, this is almost almost there. It's not like Grosjean 2012, but um, this is very careless. We've already seen him in the rain. He is he's terrible in the wet. And he just choked. The minute he saw Lando's car pass by, he choked. He should have been on the brakes earlier. I I don't know. I just as a driver that drives a Mercedes has to be a high caliber driver, and I just that I've lost a little bit there for Valtteri. It, I just need to point out that Valtteri has never been taken out in a Turn One incident in his career, and also. I kind of feel that he lost front end downforce when Norris chopped in front of him, which I would say maybe destabilized the car a little bit, which then affected his breaking into the corner. But in Valtteri's defense, he has held his hands up and said, it was my fault. I don't think the penalty was too harsh. I think it was just right. Yeah. I'm kind of the same. When those two cars squeezed them on the inside and the outside, you, you, you literally could see on that camera that it just, they just whooshed in straight in front of him. Valtteri couldn't see anything, literally at all. And at that point, he either needs to bottle it completely and back out, or he needs to go to the left or the right. And I don't think he could have gone to the left or to the right. And I think he just, he just, he just waited too long to hit his, to hit his breaking point, And then, he was just a passenger after he hit them brakes because there was just nothing that he could do. It, it sucks. And I think, like, a five-place grid penalty is, like, enough. But then again, like, it's that's that's racing. It's turn one, and it's raining in the wet. Like, how how cautious do you want them to be? You know what I mean? It's, you know. Why was Valtteri the only one to get grid penalties? Lance Stroll went into that corner sideways. He also got a penalty. Took a Ferrari out and a McLaren. Yeah, yeah, did he, he got a penalty, penalty as well. He got a penalty. What did he get? What? Are, but you don't hear any. You, you don't hear anybody screaming about him getting too lenient the penalty. I didn't even know he had one. It says it all to me. But we'll His ahead. was pretty bad too. Lance was pretty bad as well. He he potentially ruined two. 
there was two uh, potential race winners there that he hit in that one. And um, Leclerc, even Ricardo, I think Ricardo had a chance with uh, his car. Obviously, was had some damage to it, but Ricardo had a chance for this win. Leclerc had a chance for this win, and and um, Stroll knocked them out both. So he also, I also think he should be given a 10-second penalty. The move that he did was kind of careless. He zoomed on the inside. Um, this one, they're both of high consequence of both crashes. But the second stroll crash, you can say almost caused the win for Ocon. Um, Ocon, he positioned his car. He didn't attack that corner. And Stroll attacked that corner. Ended up knocking out everyone in front of him. And o Ocon was able to slip to the inside of turn one and end up in second place, which is crazy. And Val. But I, I think Stroll's crash was worse than Bottas's. Because although Bottas was out of braking control, he was still in car control. Whereas Stroll just threw his car right and was like, way, and off he went. See, but when I first saw it, I thought he was just trying to get out the way. Like, he was like, shit. Like, I'm going to hit all these cars. I'm going to whip it to the right. I'm going over the curb. That's that's what I thought when I first saw it initially. Obviously, then after, like, Sky uh, F1 does 294 million playbacks of everything, um, then it, it looked a bit more careless uh, on, like, on like second, third, fourth, and fifth take of it. Then I was like, uh, like, like you should have just braked. But then, like, but it, if he breaks, is he then another Valtteri, just a passenger? at that point, on that wet track. If Valtteri stayed right, he would have taken out Hamilton, for sure. He, he would have missed Norris completely, kept on going straight. Hamilton went all the way uh, left at turn one. Verstappen did the same thing. They both carried a wide line in the turn one, and um, it was Max the one that they hit. Um, and to go back on Chris, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Uh, I, I think the, the Valtteri crash knocked out two drivers, knocked out um, Perez and knocked out... Um, Norris eventually under the red flag when they went and looked at his car and it also pretty much destroyed Max's race so that that accident alone another one like I said Stroll caused two potential first you know uh, race winners Botas caused three potential winners there he knocked them out but Valtteri's crash when Valtteri's crash when he locked his brakes and that's all he did. He locked his brakes. His front end rode up onto the back of the car in front, which then pushed the car in front, which then connected with the car that was trying to turn right. The worst thing he did was lock his brakes. Stroll was halfway on the curb in the grass and completely out of control. How, how is somebody that's... Just, just out of control of his car to somebody that's like NASCAR out of control of his car. You know, you can't compare the two in my eyes. I, th I thought Stroll kept his car straight. He knew he was going to crash. And I, I almost think saw his teammate going around the corner and thought, I've got to stay straight. Yeah, I, I, I can see that argument to be fair. But it was just, it was such a bad, like, we, we we knew when the rain come down that like something was bound to happen. Uh, to be fair, I I thought it was gonna be maybe like ten three, ten four, maybe somewhere around that sort of line where it's like you got a bit more like incline in the banking, or like well, obviously when they're going up. Um, but you know, it's it's not a racing weekend unless someone crashes. And have you seen today? Ferrari have come out and said that this is Ferrari's first. Um crash involving another car is it i think this season and i suddenly come out and said well you know if people crash in this they should be paying for our damage you can say that in defense of anybody else this season it's it's got stupid with this cost cap thing coming yeah, in it's, like it's like are we just going for injury lawyers for you slip and fall oh you're worth 20 grand if you fall it's it's absolutely ridiculous like if you don't want to accept the cost cost of racing, leave your car in the garage. It's ridiculous. Like, when have you ever heard a driver or like, not even driver, a team go like that? Toto, you owe me money, mate. Like, come on, what? Like, stupid. It's absolutely stupid. If you don't want to crash or you don't want to race or you don't want to be competitive, 
just don't have an F1 team. It is not a cheap sport, but then we're not doing a GoFundMe page for Ferrari because they lost two front wings. Like, you know, and, and then, and then, right, right, so say, say, say Ferrari hit uh, a wall, wiped their car out, 1.2 million. Are they going after, like, Leclerc and Chekhov? Are they like, all right, boys, come on, you you got to foot the bill now. Taking right wages. It's prophetic. Who was it? It was um, Christian Horner over the weekend. Well, you know, we had the crash at Silverstone, and now we've had two cars taken out of here. Um, we've lost another engine in Sergio's car. You know, why do we have to keep paying for this? Who's going to pay for this? All right, let's get past the first corner. They've done I've one more thing yep. to say. Ah. <laughs> My mom even said right. this morning, who would want to be their insurers? <laughs> I, I also I, I also find it very ironic that Ferrari would complain about that when they're probably the richest team on the grid that collect money for just uh, participating in the in the you know in the grid. I just find it very ironic. Yes. I tell, you, I tell you what, we we, we can circle back to, uh, uh, to that later about how much Bernie let them control the money side of it. We could do that at the end. But right, so we've done the grid lineup. We've done the first corner. We've done Stop the 10 pin bowling uh, section. because he couldn't be bothered being here tonight. Shush. Right, so then they get red flagged and you can basically fix whatever you want. Red Bull, hands up to them. They did a fantastic job again. Uh, the same as they have in previous years, completely rebuilding whatever it is they needed to rebuild in that car in about 25, 30 minutes or somewhere, isn't it, I think, around that? Yeah, 20, uh, 35 minutes. It has to be said, Red Bull did not do a great job. They did a shit job because their car didn't go anywhere when it started. But I don't think that was a, a, right, a fair red flag. Why, why are we starting to get red flags for debris? That's why we have a safety car and marshals. And God bless the marshals this weekend. I know it was tough anywhere but that there was racing this weekend. But I don't think I don't think that was a red it, when have you ever seen that sort of thing cause a red flag? A bad collision, a fifty one G collision. Baku yeah. twenty seventeen. Baku twenty seventeen, that caused Valtteri to win. I think yeah. they they had to red but flag that, that race for debris. That was a 200 mile an hour straight you know we're talking the first corner in Hungara ring yeah but there was a right? lot a lot of debris there was a lot of debris yeah but there's a lot of marshals you know how many marshal points do they have between turn one and turn three they get out there with their little brushes and their dust pans yeah but even with a safety car picking them up like they're still gonna have to go through that debris um you know, they're still, they're, they are still going to have to go through it um, unless they start from one side and create a s sort of lane for them. If they decide to go in and stop for tires, then they do that. But that wasn't... A, this sport isn't about just suddenly jumping on the bandwagon and stopping the race. What's this, our third red flag this season? I think. It's, it's, it's something like that, yeah. It's pathetic. We, don't, it's we haven't done there. this before. You know, we've got safety cars for a reason. We've got virtual safety cars for a reason. It didn't warn a virtual safety car. It was too severe for a virtual safety car. But it's a, it can be covered by a safety car and lane marking by marshals to get the cars around the debris. And if the teams want to bring their cars in at the end of a, at the end of the safety car period to switch for tires because they're worried about cuts, that's down to them. But if there's nobody injured, there's nobody trapped in a car, there's no reason for a red flag and there's no barrier damage. I don't think one of the cars even hit the barriers. I don't remember off the top of my head if they did hit the barriers. I do not know. You know, um, we wouldn't have had what was possibly the most pathetic looking thing in the history of Formula One happen if if we hadn't had that stupid red flag. And I know I'm a Lewis fan. I'm not saying this as a Lewis fan. I'm saying this as a, f a fan of the sport. But Lewis sitting there on that grid for the start of a race, restart of a race, which is stupid bloody stand and start restarts. I just, 
it was the most pathetic thing I think we've ever seen in Formula One. Right. Going back to that, yeah. Going back to the red flag, them going round the track once, right? Every single driver other than Lewis, right, pitted. But on something that I saw, uh, I think it may be on, on F1, maybe online, L Lewis was telling the team, it's dry, it's dry, it's dry, right? So why can't he just come in? If he knows it's dry, what, why not go in? Like, Lewis has become the king of swapping from wets to intermediates to, to slicks, like, when it's the appropriate time. So, like, I feel like they kind of left him out there because surely, even though it's a formation lap in, in, in sorts, I, I, I think they just basically got told, do whatever Lewis doesn't do. That's considered a lap, right? The, the teams aren't allowed to talk to the drivers and tell them to come in. But right. So I've, then I've why? Heard, so I've then why is videos. Lewis telling them it's wet? It's wet? It's wet? He's What's the point in? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, it's dry. It's dry. It's dry. What was he waiting for them to tell him? He's waiting for a response. This is still only what two seasons in. Yeah, but if they can't give him a response, like are they, are they, try, are they trying to sneak a response in? Are, are no, people he, like slide this in? He's trying to in? drive a bloody space shuttle around a space uh, around a, a, a racing circuit. He can't remember every single thing, and this is not the oldest of rules. You know, it's only the it's only a couple of years old that this rule's been in, and I've heard chat yesterday, yesterday evening, of teams that have did tell their cars to box. And I added quickly so, why they so went, have they been penalised? Get away with it. Sorry. Have the teams that told their drivers to box been penalised? Like for who? Who, for example, because Haas did it, Haas did it this year, I think, or last year, and they were penalized. It was, it was last yeah, year with Magnussen. Yeah, they were penalized. Yeah. It, like, it just caused such crap. Like, I, to be fair, I think the, the, the only time I've seen, like, less people than that on the grid, I think, was, like, years and years and years ago, yeah. where they had the tyre faults and no one wanted to race, yeah, 2005. race on them. But at least there was somebody um, else to race against on the, on the grid. Yeah, you know, Schumacher could race Barrichello off into the. We know how that ends. Lewis was trying to, you know, get the clutch out just right, get the bite point because the car that's not beside him might not get past him. <laughs> Safety car may overtake. So we've got one car on pole and nineteen in the pits. Um, it really confused me on why Russell had to give back the places that he made up because. If surely, if if the pit lane has to stay stagnant, then like what, Russell jump like, what's three the point cars. in being competitive in the pit lane? Yeah, when they come into the pit lane on the end of that lap, they're allowed to do the pit stops. It's okay. not like if a car starting in the pit lane, the race has started already by that point, so they're allowed to make the pit stops. And when they're queuing at the end of the pit. Williams of the last pit box. So what Russell did was he came down past the end of his pit box, down to where they were doing the practice starts, and skipped out in the lead. But just in front of Ocon. Oh, okay. Because I was because I, I was trying to figure out exactly what happened. But then, like you, you go to the F one coverage on Sky, and Crofty's like, "Oh no, so it's the worst thing in the world." Like, his car's broke. <laughs> he's going to blow up. What's going on? It's like, Crofty, mate, like, calm it down. Like, we need to stop him having too much energy drink because, right, we, 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 we don't know what's happening yet. It just relax. He, he was stressing me out, and I didn't even know what was going on. Let's talk about the commentary. Now that you brought up the commentary for a bit, I, I believe Nico did an excellent job in, in the absence of uh, I do. I think he did a really good job. Nothing Nico ever does for me. Is it, I just I just I just hate Nico Rosberg. I'm I'm sorry. I just think like he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Let's let's give him a Formula Extreme team, and it and and his his wife is very lovely, but I think he's a ballad. <laughs> did you enter the competition to win the hat? Yeah, I did, but only because How many it was, entries. Uh, one because I'm one four. pound for your group. One yeah. pound for your group for the hat. Yeah, but the, if it had been a Lewis, Danny hat, is now going to show us. Hand. It is. Hold on. Shame on you. 
I've got no shame. It is it's it's Rosberg. I do not like Rosberg. I I will take Rosberg really over not. to rest at any day of the bloody week. Uh, that's only because you like don't like the way that he says meet what what was it what is it Mercedes. You know what the Yeah, yeah. Chris is just this into Resta. I hate him. I love the rest as a person. I love the rest as a person. Big fan of his cousin. It's a damn fine hat. Big fan of his cousin. But, you know, you speak English. So so let's move on from that absolute shambles and get to the race. Uh, <laughs> 24 minutes and we haven't even got to the teams. <laughs> yeah. Might have you know part two because there's a lot there's a lot to digest of this race. No, 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 just be honest. Let's be honest. There's a lot to digest about this race. A lot of, you know, it's a summer break. A lot a lot of we're gonna get some good announcements. Hopefully, uh, Russell signing with Mercedes. Um, I think that's like everybody's. That's the big news everybody's waiting on. Um, you know, upgrades coming up. Spa is gonna be the next race in a month. So I think uh, there's just a lot to digest about. I thought we were talking restarts. Right, Danny. I, t- I totally agree. It's going to be amazing. Let's go to the grid. As Chris pointed out, we are nearly 25 minutes in and we've not even spoken about the grid because of the absolute shit show that was turn one and red flag. Um, right, so let's go from the top then, Chris. You start. Um, oh, there's not much you can say about Mercedes this weekend. Um, interesting stuff about Lewis. Lewis. Mercedes have never, never been strong on overtaking. And Lewis is always so downheartened when he's at the back of the field. It's like it takes him a minute to get into his groove and start going. He needs that bit of reassurance, I think. But I, I don't know. Alonso yesterday putting a defence up against him was part of this world. You know, that was back to that day in Amelo and Schumacher was on his arse. To be fair, for me, for me, Alonso won that race for Ocon. Oh, big time. Even the engineer said that on the radio. Let's give Ocon a good shout-out because he drove the wheels off that poopy little Alpine French car. He drove it like he stole it. Um, I was going to say this later on, but I'll say it now. Ocon came on yesterday and said he was fuel-saving after the race. But Vettel was was hunting him down the whole race and obviously wasn't fuel-saving. Well, yeah, well, we know how that worked out for uh, Sebastian. He's in a slipstream the whole race. He's fuel. He should be fuel saving at that point. How much fuel did they start that car with? Well, yeah. it can only get started with a maximum of hundred kilos. So yeah, like but it how can, it's anything on much that, less it? did they put yeah. in it? Bad though. Yeah. Anyway, Mercedes. Yeah, bad race. Uh, great, great drive back from from Lewis. Yeah, the Hungaro ring isn't no isn't a circuit known to to go through fuel, so. I, that brings that question. What is um, Aston Martin doing? Are they doing anything shady behind the scenes? Because um, him running out of fuel, even though Aston Martin claimed that there was 1.7 liters of fuel in the whole system, but they could only extract 0.3 liters. Um, just still, it's kind of sketchy. But they can purge the system. There's, there's nothing in the rules that says they can't purge the system. And that's what um, Aston Martin appealed it on. They appealed that, saying that you know they can get it, but they just it wasn't in the tank. Anyway, for me, that is like it's it's just a stupid mistake. When's the last time that we heard of somebody getting disqualified because there isn't enough fuel in the car? It's happened a lot. It's... It has happened a lot. Yeah, but not for quite some time. Last year. Was it last year? There was one last year. Two thousand twelve Barcelona. That was that was Lewis, wasn't it? Because it's just. It's just one of them things that you don't see very often in it anymore. Last time it happened was for um, 2012 Barcelona. Hamilton had pole position and he didn't have enough fuel. Yeah. After his quality run, he, he had to on stop on track. Yeah, he lost the pole position yeah. to the legend of Maldonado, and the rest is history. Yeah. I tell you what, you want to give someone some penalty points and some stuff. Like, how many people did he crash into? Like days. Like we forget about Maldonado. Literally had a a warehouse unit of front wings available to him when he was driving. It's absolutely pathetic. Um, but right. So obviously Sebastian gets disqualified. That was the most gotten thing about that race for me. 
and I'm not a Seb fan, but Seb has turned into a very likable person. I don't think he I think that. now he's away from Red Bull, and to be honest with you, I think that Red Bull are quite toxic as a uh, like as a organization. Um, I think them and Ferrari are. Yeah, but for for me, yeah, I was very upset that he got disqualified, and I was a bit gutted that we were robbed the race that we could have had with uh, Lewis and Max fighting it out the whole way. Because I was interested, I, I was very interested to see who was gonna back out first, who was gonna give in, kind of thing. Like you know, who was gonna end up in the barrier this week? Well, it was Max. Yeah. Well, I I think we we did enjoy another battle. I think the Alonzo Hamilton battle is a, a battle that uh, it's been fourteen years in the making, thirteen years in the making, and we got seven, eight laps of it. And that was just uh, was great driving. Great driving to see those two guys. Do you know what? The, o- the only thing that was missing from that battle was Alonso stopping in Hamilton's pit box and waiting and holding him up and not leaving. <laughs> That's the only thing that was missing from that. I was like, what, are we in 2010 again? What is this? That was the first time, though, that you've seen a big competitor go up against Fernando and Fernando make a mistake. But he did very well to keep him behind him. He did. Very well. For so long. Yeah, like, he did really good holding him back. And it was a lock-up. Very, up. very well. It was a lock-up that cost him. It's, it's, it's just, it's constant pressure, isn't it, from behind on on on, on that track. It's... But you think back to, think back to uh, Emila and Schumacher again. You know, that was 24 laps of pressure he took that day in a slower car again. You know, that man knows how to hold people back. And whenever Lewis came in, he was like, oh, Christ, he's going to be behind Alonso. It wasn't, oh, Christ, he's going to be behind Battle. He was, oh, Christ, he's going to be behind Alonso. Alonso did say afterwards, that, uh, he did say, I don't understand why Hamilton took so long to overtake me, but I think he's kind of being too modest there. That he defended the, the crap out of him, but good job. We saw Hamilton overtake uh, Science the next lap, like nothing. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> ah, the Ferrari. I wasn't worried about. Wasn't worried about the Ferrari. I knew he would shoot straight past him. In my head, I knew that he would shoot past straight past the Ferrari. Alonso was my worry yesterday. Red Bull. Uh, Red Bull. Chris, do you not even know the grid? Like, I'm going through why are you skipping to Red Bull? Competition order. I'm not going by finishing order. All right. Finishing so, order so you're just shoot. right. So Mercedes, Red Bull. In case you didn't join us at the beginning, welcome to Chris's podcast, where yes. he just says whatever he wants. I just don't and have to edit runs it. in what, whatever order he feels like, uh, just because he can. Uh, continue, Chris. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Well, in I'm your just going to let one of you guys talk about Red Bull. There's nothing well, to what, talk about. What, what, yeah. what can we say about them? They, sh- they should have just put both the cars in the garage and left it a day. All right, it's, I've got something to say. Surprise or not. Christian Horner, after the race, not even responding to Total Wolf's trying to apologise. You know, just brushed him off. I have, I have had enough of Christian Horner. Oh my the, god! The so top, I. the the toxic, the toxicity level he showed at the Silverstone Grand Prix, just like I always thought he was a nice guy, like a bit of a ballend, very competitive, but in whole a nice guy. Now him and Marco. I wouldn't even piss on them if they were on fire now. The no. way they behaved and the way they riled their fans up to become toxic, vicious, racial hatred towards drivers, it was absolutely disgusting. If if, if they want to be looking to give any anyone penalties, it should be the Red Bull organisation for the way that they behave at the Silverstone Grand Prix. Well, hold on. They did sack one member of staff for racist comments. Yeah, that, but the thing is... One I, I don't want to spend too long on this because we'll be here forever, but sacking that one member doesn't uh, equate to the millions of fans that you've riled up with your press statements and your interviews and like your hatred towards one driver. Um, at the end of the day, and we, we said this before, Max has drove like a dick for the last four years. What? So now he gets a pass because he's decided not to crash every person that he comes up against and he drove like a dick at this race in in, in hungary he uh, bumped uh, mick schumacher twice 
and but that's hard racing. We all love to see that. So, was it Turtle or Max that said, "Our Mercedes took out both Red Bulls"? Go figure. <laughs> did any any of you hear that yesterday? I think no, it was Max. No, no. I think it was Max when he was in the pen, trying to say that Mercedes deliberately wiped out both Red Bulls. If they managed to do that, fair play. <laughs> it's a very expensive <laughs> game of bowling, isn't it? Like it's, <laughs> it's a, a it's got potential to be true. But I'll tell you what, right, guys, we will set a precedent now. Okay, if Valtteri Bottas is with Mercedes in twenty twenty two, this was a setup. Yeah, it's 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 because of Sunday, yeah. and if he's in a Williams, it's because they told him to take out the two Red Bulls. And another car, and he, and he just so he missed his shot. Double points finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's it. Uh, right. So, yeah. Chris, who would you like to go to next? Who we had? Mercedes, <laughs> Red Bull, McLaren. Absolutely gutted for Lando. Oh, he's he's the only one that when they said that he was not restarting, I was like, oh, "Are you shitting me? Like, why? Like, out out of all the ones that could have restarted, I just really wanted Lando to be in that." in that potential seat for like a third or fourth place, I reckon he he would definitely would have been fighting up there with Lando. them. Yeah, he definitely had an opportunity to move, be up the grid. He definitely had an opportunity. Good move, good good hard racing move to, uh, in the start. Um, you know, he was eyeing that um, third place. Anything could have happened here. If it was a clean start, he would have been a podium still. It was because of me he got such a good result last in Silverstone. Oh, was it? Was it just the? Was it the Irish luck? Was it Chris? It, well, I, I saw him, didn't I? When he, when he was driving, and I was like, "Oh, Lando!" And he just <laughs> and, smiled. And and he was like, like, security, security! <laughs> there, there's this weird Irish guy coming near me. <laughs> um, okay, right, and then we've got Danny Rick, which finished in in eleventh. I'm just sorry, out of the, but he, the top he's, ten. He's finding his way back out the door at, at McLaren. That eleventh place. Was it eleventh? Yeah, eleventh place. Yeah. Two uh, minutes. Place, yeah. Two minutes behind the leader in a McLaren that has got Lando Norris in third place in the constructors. Okay, right. So you like right, you bring up the point that he's two minutes behind the leader, right? Who was not two minutes behind the leader? Williams. What were Williams doing? What got up their ass on Sunday? Because they were off. They they were gone. They were like, let's go. Latifi was two minutes behind. Oh, sorry. Hold on. My bad. I'm looking at the the, the time, race time. So They were about 79 actually, seconds. Danny, so Rick, like, um, Danny like, Rick was a lot behind. But let's congratulate Williams on the double points finish, though. The, yeah, yeah. Two and and double points finish. Eighth, eighth and ninth. Both like, Williams cars amazing. didn't All get All the hard locked. work they've done, switching out of ownership, finally playing dividends. They did not get nice to see no. Russell yeah. crying. Both Williams uh, didn't get I lapped. Think I think Kimmy was the first one lapped, wasn't he? Or the last, first or last one lapped, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but amazing drive from both of them. I really wanted to see Russell pass Latifi. I was just like, oh, come on, it's just two seconds. Come on, just do it. Take him. Just overtake him. Did you see the interview with George in, with Sky in the pen? I did. And that, and that just shows to me like the emotion that like has built up, that it's finally come together, yeah. that, that they've both been able to get into the points and i think yeah okay it took a crazy race it took you know quite a few of the top contenders crashing out or disqualified and all that sort of stuff but they they managed to get their cars in both in the top 10 like yeah i think yesterday as well crazy. i know i know we sorry go ahead danny, danny. i'm saying it, it, danny. well danny. you know uh, they finished the race they did what they had to do they did their job Yes, they were fortunate, but they still finished the race eighth and ninth. And they could have had an engine malfunction. A team like Williams that's going through this function, they don't, anything could have happened to ruin this result, but they still finished the race. The car was still driving. And it, it was actually a really brilliant move on both of those, um, Latifi and Russell, um, on that first lap mayhem, the first corner mayhem, how they were also able to kind of follow Ocon. And, and you would, in, when you see the camera angle change to the uh, turn two angle, that looks at towards turn one, that long straightaway. Well, they're, they're straightaway. 
you see Ocon coming through, and then you see both Williams paired behind them. I think they were in sixth and seventh, I think, um, at, at the end of um, first lap. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yesterday as well, and I know we do nothing but big up our British drivers, but George got two more respect points from me yesterday. Uh, the first one being for his radio communication when Latifi was in second, I think he was, or third, and telling the team that they needed to prioritise Nick over himself. And I thought, you know, fair play, That's you get respect for that. But not only that, you also know what's going on in the race when you're in seventh. And then secondly, secondly, he's ecstatic and on the verge of tears even though he's finished behind his teammate. It shows... Yeah, it's... You it know, is. what a man he is. Or he's grown up to be. It, it's... It's that final, like, you know, it's that final reach of, like, you know, we finally done what we set out to do. You know, it's not... We're not just a back-of-the-grid team all the time um, and all that sort of stuff. Um, right, so skipping to the two drivers that were ahead of them... Uh, so can Alpha I just, Tari, can I just say, can as I, well? Can I, can I just one last thing on George? You can, Chris. You can. I know we all are waiting and wanting to hear the news of George turning ending up in a black or silver car next year. Is George one and one to be in that black or silver car next year? Hundred percent. I I think that's you know he's probably dreamed of driving that Mercedes since he was a little toddler. Like, you know he what I mean? Since had. he was pushing it round on the ground, going zoom, zoom, all that sort of stuff. Like, he he, he, he knows the pinnacle of motor racing is at Mercedes. Where are you going to want to be? Yeah, okay, the pressure is probably the same. It, it's probably a bit more than what he's got at, at Williams. But, you, but you've got to be wanting to get into the best car, surely. Like, 2017 and Russell is, is in their... Um is in a Mercedes garage. You, you can see video of, of Russell being there. He's, he's been involved with that team. He's very familiar with all the engineers, mechanics, and stuff like that. He, that's his seat. He knows it. And he just knows that he's doing a better job, even though I back Botas up a bit, but he knows he can do a better job than Botas on that, in that car. Um, but um, I, I think we'll see him in a Mercedes. As much as I've been saying lately that Valtteri is staying with Mercedes, and no, I think it's Russell now. I think that... Uh, Russell has more determination, drive, ambition, exactly the same as what Lewis did. He's got the same hunger, and that's what they need in that car. I like. I know as a Lewis fan, I'm like, right, let's just give Lewis a partner that isn't like Le- that, like Nico, and isn't gonna keep wanting to stitch him up and crash him and all that sort of stuff. But I think George needs to be in that Mercedes. Because I think it's going to, one, it's going to push Lewis to be better than what he already is. Because he's partly being, you know, coasting by because he knows Bottas. It's just, you know, at any point the team says, right, Bottas, yeah, you got to pull over, buddy. Let Lewis pass. He's pretty much going to do it. Um, but I think he'll get a new challenge with Russell. Like, like the like the same kind of challenge that he brought to Alonso when he went to um, McLaren, the same kind of drive that he brought when he moved from there to Mercedes. Um, I think it's going to do nothing but good for Russell, but I am slightly concerned that when he does go, it's going to be a lot of pressure, and it's whether he's able to handle that, that pressure. That's why I'm wondering. That's the only concern. You think putting him up against Lewis? is a dangerous thing you know he, he may be faster than lewis he may not because lewis is already established there he's got his team made around him he's got a car that's being designed for him does george want to be in that or could, does he want to wait two more years until lewis's contract is up but he's leaving the sport i and think then, he wants to drive with lewis because we, we don't know what williams are going to put out next year Nobody does, you know, nobody knows what team's going to have what next year. Well, you've only got to look at that when Danny Rick left them last year and now look at them. Like, you've got Alpine up in first and fourth. You know, that's a car Danny Rick could have been in 
if he didn't leave. You know, yet again, it's, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you don't know. But if you're an F1 driver, like as young as George and all that are, if you've got an opportunity to race with the best, you're going to do it. You know, you, you're definitely going to want it. Um, Got to be. But I, I just hope that, touch wood, he doesn't fail under pressure when he gets it. I just wish they would tell us. Uh, hopefully over the summer break. Chris, Chris, Chris. They're, they're not going to tell us because it creates views, it creates clicks, it creates drama, and that's what they want. It, that's it, what it, pushes But then it's taken news away along. from the bad shit that's happened over the last couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, right. Let's let's skip to some good stuff. We, we can we please get we to Alvatari? We can't because there is something Williams related we need to talk about. Dan Tickton. He's... Any of you seen the story today about Dan Tickton? I'm yes. Guessing, no. Um, yeah. I think he's just found his exit with her from, from and for people for for people that don't know what he said, he was on Twitch. Whatever Twitch is, I must be too old. And Twitch is a streaming made, platform, Chris. Made a, a video singing the Scooby Dooby Doo, Latifi is poo. Why does he still make me laugh? Which was followed up by, I mean, he's an F1. You're an F2. Oh, sorry, this was a viewer response. I mean, he's an F1. You're an F2. The Briton read out the viewer's message on the chat. Tickton quickly replied to the statement. What's more, he kicked this, the subscriber out of the, as well. He's older than me. He's paid to get there. Tickton added about Latifi. Moron, fucking idiot, go away. Like, I don't want someone like that one on my fucking channel. And this is yeah. a Williams hopeful. <laughs> this is somebody that's it just being supported brings by me Williams. back to the same issue that we had with Larson in NASCAR. It's... No, that's what... Uh, well, that's way over what Larson no, no, did. No, no, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, right. They're not 100% identical, but it is yet a, like... A, a racing driver doing the wrong thing publicly um, when they should know better when you're in front of in Larson's case I racing and all that sort of stuff or you're on Twitch to how many, many thousand people you can't behave that way it's a stupid silly mistake I know that... Larson Larson said a quick throwaway phrase and I, know, I don't condone what he said um but this isn't a quick throwaway phrase. This is a blatant assault on Latifi's image. Yeah, I, I think Tick to messed up. Um, that he, I don't think he understands money is what runs Formula One. And you have a pay driver in Latifi. Yes, we all know he's a pay driver. But there are people that benefit from Latifi being on the grid. Similar to Stroll, similar to Lawrence Stroll when he brought Stroll along. There are more positives in, in giving people jobs and, you know, having more engineers, more people working in their facilities. If you have these pay drivers, it's just more than, than the, the driver paying for his seat. It benefits the team. It benefits the, the staff. Um, I just think it's very, it's a very idiotic comment. Somebody who doesn't know what Formula One, he probably doesn't know what Formula One is about. It's all about money. So he, he doesn't belong into a grid. And he wouldn't be saying that. He wouldn't be saying that if he had high financial backing as well. He wouldn't be saying that. True. Um, has Dan Tickton done any F2? Uh, not F2. Uh, has he done any, like, uh, P3 or P2 uh, Yes, drives? I think he has. Don't yes, quote me. Then, I'm yeah. sure he has. It's... I, I thought he had, but I'm not 100%. I know, it's like, Jackie, I, I do like Dan Tickton, but he's... The thing is, he's quite a volatile driver anyway. He's, he's not really a level-headed kind of guy. Just to, to say that, that sort of stuff. So, like, or, although I wasn't shocked from it, I, I was surprised that he was stupid, stupid enough to do it online. Do you know what I mean? Like, where it can be, one, it can be recorded, it can be viewed. It's like, you know, anything you put on online, it doesn't go away. We've learned that with tweets and such. Um, it just tars you. So, yeah, so depending on... Obviously, the out, the outcome of that, they may be looking at an instant dismissal within the summer break, maybe. I would expect for so. Dan Tickton. 
Um, but then who's, you know, in, in the next podcast, we can see the potential uh, for who would take his seat maybe yeah. um, if, um, for the rest of the season. I think as well where Dan has messed up is the whole pay driver thing. Last year was the final year where teams had to have paid drivers in to, to make the to make the cup, really. Now that there's the, the there's the you know, the budget cap. Teams don't need pay drivers anymore. You know, most of ninety percent of them maybe can afford the budget cap without having to bring in somebody that's gotta pay for the drive. In fact, bringing some bad pay driver in is going to adversely affect them. So if Dan doesn't have a bunch of finance behind them, he's just screwed himself out of a drive. I, I just think my, my thought is the more money, the better. If, if a team were to sign a pay driver, you can have you, uh, you can use that money to update other areas not related to your race team. Even if you improve the grounds of your office buildings and stuff like that, that that um that just creates more employee morale. Just, just more. It just creates more opportunity. Um, I think Ferrari m- might be looking into getting into other series as well. You know, even though they have all this money in the world, um, I, I still don't want to say that pay drivers are going to be a thing of the past. I think they're they're very much here for for eternity <laughs> in a way. It, it's a good thing if Williams does have a pay driver, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. What what I meant really was that. The teams are now in a place where they're not going to require a pay driver. You know, we look back to the days when Force India was Force India or before that, that it early, they had to have a pay driver on the books to try and make the make the grade. That's because they were fiddling the books and that's why it's not Force India anymore. But even in the Jordan days, even in their, in their Jordan days, they had pay drivers. And I, I think they would have, um, they would pretty much sell uh, free practice sessions to some of these low-rate drivers in the past, and it usually turned down to disasters. But yeah, Jordan has this, is a story about that. Does have a story of pay drivers. But uh, anyway, let's move on from right. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you anyway. Let's move on. I've been trying to move on for 15, 20 minutes. Right, let's We're go to Alpha Tauri. Fifty-three minutes. <laughs> right, let's go to Alpha Tauri. Uh, obviously, Gasly P five, Sonoda P six. Uh, Pretty decent drive from them, considering with all the people that got taken out and uh, and such, they they drove pretty well. You know, they 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 were the standard minute or so, minute fifteen, minute ten behind the leader, but that's that's just what it is, isn't it? Really, at this point, with with with, with them. Yeah, uh, there's not really much to say there, is there? Sorry, yeah. go ahead. This is a solid race. This is another solid race for AlphaTauri. I do want to say, um, Sonoda after the first lap was in fifth. Gasly was thirteenth. He got caught up in in that. Uh, he got caught up in in both accidents. He had to uh, had to do evasive maneuver uh, around turn one to avoid Valtteri and Perez hitting, and then he also had to avoid uh, spinning Ricardo as well. So that race, I think, could have been a little different story. Maybe we would have seen Gasly up with Ocon, and we probably had a, probably had a. Uh, in all French um, duel for the for the lead, but uh, I think this one kind of slipped out of AlphaTauri, unfortunately. I think Williams benefited from the crash more than. It, it, I know AlphaTauri had better results uh, point wise as a team, but um, I think they could have been a little bit more better for them in this race. I really rate Gasly, and I thought, however, however, I thought the commentary team yesterday were doing Perez a disservice by constantly saying that Gasly was going to be up in that seat next year and how he was driving for that seat. Um, I thought that was a bit disrespectful. But at Who the same is that, Crofty has said that? Probably. Muppet. Um, but I don't see Gasly being in that car next season. No, I think Perez resigns with Red Bull. You know, if Danny Rick leaves McLaren, I think if Danny Rick leaves McLaren, I think Pierre could go in there. Be fair. I, I think, obviously, we've got a month break now anyway, so I think we need to get together and do, like, like a, like a, a silly season, uh, like, recap of what can happen, and we'll look up everybody's contracts and see who's, who's locked in where, who can potentially move, um, and all that stuff, because, you know, Gasly is out driving that car again, 
you know it's but but is there room for him to go up again you know it's either up it's, or sideways but yes we'll take we'll take, talk about that next week yeah and we'll break down that one right so we've done uh them well we've got did we do red bull i think we've done red bull didn't we, we done red bull alpine we've sort yeah. of talked about um yeah because they they were absolutely smashing you know like 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 we said you know amazing drive from from both of them especially yeah. alonso for holding up lewis to get in that win uh we've done mclaren as well what uh, about Haas? alpha shumi up up in 12 schumacher was come brilliant. on that was his race of his the race of the season he must be buzzing Absolutely buzzing to get that Hass up in twelfth. Hass Hass must be absolutely reveling in the fact that they didn't take both their drivers out in the first lap because I definitely saw that happen. Not gonna uh, lie. So I was fuming at the start of the weekend with Gunther Steiner after the, after Mick's crash in qualif in a P three when he's turned mm. around and said he should know better than that by now. It's like. Give yeah. them better fucking equipment, you know, instead of the same stale shit that they've had from the start of the season. Yeah, but he did, but he, he did tell him, you know, they were told there's no, you know, there's no development for this car. Yeah, so it don't have it a dig, drive don't, it. don't have a dig at the but, drivers for crashing it because they're overdriving the car. Exactly. Um, Mick was, I thought that was his best race. He showed his maturity, you know, fighting with, with top line drivers. Holding back the likes of of Max and Lewis, you know, he he, he held Lewis back a good six laps, I think. Thought, yeah, I thought he, he did. Real progression he did well, year. amazing. Because um, you know you've got to think he's only what what is he, like nineteen or so, maybe twenty something, something young like that. Something like that. How how intimidating in a house has it got to be to have a Mercedes on your ass yeah, for that many laps? And a Red Bull. Yeah, like. If that was me, I'd, I'd I'd have just pulled over. You just go on, Lewis. You just go on about your business, sir. I shall uh, pull in behind you and finish. Can you imagine <laughs> the radio messages that must have been going back? Uh, Mick, um, just to let you know that um, Esteban's in the lead and you've got Verstappen followed by Hamilton just behind you. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What is um, going on? <laughs> <laughs> what is this silliness? <laughs> They go to German fans. St- I just stuff a pit stop. You'd have to do a shit stop. I need to go change my suit. <laughs> I've done a uh, le poop. <laughs> I don't think anything um, we can say about Mazepin. Did he finish? He finish he, he, he he finished. He did finish Ish. the race. No, Ish. I'm just joking, Chris. Of course he didn't finish. He had a DNF. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say um, he got unlucky. Nikita no. got unlucky. It's unlucky. Unlucky. Um, the man is just more stupid. Like but then, uh, but then, yeah, Chris, the if yeah. we are upholding Shumi for having crap equipment, we kind of need to a, a little bit. Although it may break our soul, we have to kind of uphold Mazepin because he's in the same kind of boat now. I think. No, I put Mazepin with Dan Tickton. Uh, and I, I, I can't. I don't see over that. I don't see past that when it comes to. Him. Uh, Tictum obviously doesn't have the money that the Mazpins do. Uh, otherwise, he'd probably be driving an Uber if Daddy wasn't rich. Don't think Dan Tictum's going to get a car decked out in a Union flag. It is. It's not. It's not a Russian flag, Chris. Clearly, looks like a Russian flag. But when I'm but on, it's on, not. A, on F1, but it's not. when I pump them but off it is, the track, it's not. on F1, when I pump them off the track and they're rolling through the air, it does look like one waving. <laughs> like one waving. Right. Let's get to. Alfa Romeo, Giovinazzi, one of the last people to actually finish the race, albeit a lap down. Uh, yeah. Can I just say Alfa Romeo is just the most uh, uninspiring race team this season. They're, yeah. They, they, um, they always do something, always shoot themselves in the foot in these kinds of races, and they don't move up the grid. They, um, they, the unsafe release... Unsafe release on Kimi. Kimi could have had a top 10 there. But we had that uh, situation there in the pits that knocked out uh, Mazepin. I, I just... I, that team should be better. Can I just say that Kimi did have a top 10? He finished 10th. Um, so, do you want to rethink that little part? Oh, he did? Oh, I'm sorry. 
work. Yeah, but, but, no. but, but Williams are ahead of them in the constructors. Yep, they are. And that unsafe release has obviously impacted where they could have ended up and the points they could have got. Um, but, you know, 10th and 13th, that is not ideal for Alpha. Got to be disappointed with that. Uh, you're in between Haas and McLaren. You know, hold on. What, tenth, wait, what wait, do wait. they need to do? They got 10th place due to Vettel being disqualified. So on race results, yeah, it doesn't were... matter. No, oh, dude. Yeah, no, but no, no, no. Final no. results matter. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> they should take that point back off him. If you can see Chris's face, Chris went from absolutely cocksure to, oh shit, I think Dan is right, in like a split second. <laughs> but it is final. It is final race it's not, it's finishing not. position. It's not. Regardless. It's not. Because Vettel has got the right to appeal, as we both know, and they have appealed. I think he he, but he's not—he's not Ferrari, or he's not Ferrari, so he's not going to win anything. This is why Red Bull didn't win. <laughs> no, he's got the original um, billionaire, bull, the billionaire bull, bullshitter in a bullshitter. Yeah. The thing with Alpha that—that's always in the back of my head—is that it's a rebranded cyber, and. A rebranded Cyber should be higher than what they are. To be fair, Cyber's last years weren't that hot oh, anyway. No, it's still Cyber staff. I know, you just think back to like 2007, 2008, when they were at their peak. And even after that, they still weren't last. I think their last good year was 2015. Philippe Nasser and Ericsson was their lineup. They had a top 10 result. Beginning of the year. I've always rated Ericsson as a driver. I do like him. He is a good driver. Didn't get into the best cars. The same as you can say about a, a lot of Ericsson? Um, Marcus Ericsson? Marcus huh? Ericsson? Marcus or yes. Christian? Marcus. Marcus. He's one of us. Who said Christian? I, I couldn't think in my head for a minute which, which Ericsson you're on about. But Mar Marcus, Chris, what? you act like there's an abundance of Ericsons just kicking about in. Well, there is. If you F1. go into your man drawer, you may find My... some Ericsons in there with some uh... Chinese menus. <laughs> <laughs> so please, if all the listeners would check your man drawer for an Ericsson and see if you can get it back to us, because it would appear Chris has lost his. I don't know if we've we've remembered that Marcus actually won his first race at IndyCar a couple of weeks back. Yes, we did. Yes, good, uh, good drive on him. But right, let's drive. keep it F one because we're at just over an hour because Chris likes to um, waffle. We, we finished talking about the grid, so should we talk about? We haven't finished talking about the grid. But anyway, let's haven't... talk about where you can get this neat looking wall art track design from. Yes, Chris, let's talk about that. Just give me a second. Why do you have Abu Dhabi? Why Abu Dhabi? We're saving it for the last race of the season. And for the person that won Silverstone, I apologise, it's still here. I'm struggling to let go of it. It'll be in the post tomorrow. I don't get out much. Well, that's going to be the um, first edition for Abu Dhabi. It's going to get redone. I reckon I can shave that chicane out. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the first and last chicane. All right. If you want to get yourself some track art, may it be... Silverstone, Abu Dhabi Old or Abu Dhabi New, or any other track that you can think of, go to Apex Tracks. That is A-P-E-X-T-R-A-X-S dot com. For all of your track printed wall art. Yes, Chris. All right. <laughs> Did that see you um, digging about for it? It does. Um, yes. A big thank you to our sponsor, again, uh, read out by Chris there. Uh, because normally Reese does it, and I was too lazy to look up the website. But I appreciate the uh, support nonetheless. I remember our sponsors. I appreciate our sponsors. What about the ones that did not finish? Do we want to talk about them? Well, we talked about all the teams, so they recovered. Mazepin crashed. Norris crashed. Bottas crashed. Perez crashed. Leclerc crashed. Stroll crashed. Dumb. My computer's going to crash. You keep going on, seriously. <laughs> um, hey, I just saved you a shitload of time there. Why do you save me time in the last 50 minutes? <laughs> what, did, 
What are people going to do now? What are we going to do over our four weeks off? What, you got any plans exactly, for your weekends? Chris. What are we going to do with our Sundays off and our Fridays and our Saturdays uh, free? Well, he's going to sunbathe by the looks of things. I'm going tanning. I'm going to the beach. Yeah. Beach weekends every weekend. For Danny, the rest of the no month. one wants to see your tan. Are you going to the Outer Banks? Um, no, I go to this place called Topsail Island, which is um, like an hour south. Really nice, nice beaches, really quiet, not a lot of people. Outer Banks. All right, stop rubbing it in, you prick. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just had to, to, to just, you know, just, yeah, I just hate you. Right, guys, so we're going to wrap it up there on the latest edition of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. So from me, I'm going to say goodbye. Cheerio, guys. I'm going to say goodbye. I also want to give a shout out. I want to give one final shout out to my, my best bud, um, Eddie G., um, who uh, who's totally uh, going for Max to win his championship and it's not going to happen. Whoa, whoa, but, Eddie G, do one, right? I want to give a shout out to my brother, my mate, my brother from another mother, Aiden, uh, my mom who supported <laughs> me this long. Uh, and just as a heads up, we are using Chris's goodbye from his previous podcast. <laughs> Cheerio, guys.